Perfect. Okay, so today is April 11th. This is Aim for the Bushes. Uh, this episode probably 50-something. This is about the Punisher and why I think he's a boring character. Welcome back to an all-new, all-different Aim for the Bushes. I'm your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as J-Pav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. And with me today, a special podcast person, Christian. What is up, my guy? Hello. Thank you for having me again. Well, glad to have you back. It's been a while. I believe this is your first episode of 2021. Sure is. So uh, I can't speak for the audience because I don't know what they think, but I'm certainly glad (laughs) (laughs) that you're here on this discussion. And speaking of today's discussion, if you have not read the episode title or the episode description, we are talking about the Punisher and why I think he is a boring character. And I don't know about you, Krishan. I don't know if you feel the same way about him or if you think he, there's more of a nuanced middle ground take there. I agree with a lot of the reasons why you think he's boring. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, but, you know, I think there's room there for a little bit more nuance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Just before we get into that, though, first, our non-legal legal disclaimer, which is simply that uh, the views that we uh, present here are simply that, just our opinions. So we're not saying that we hold the ultimate truth or that only our viewpoints are the correct viewpoints. You can agree with us or you can disagree with us. With that out of the way, for the Punisher stories to like work, basically the enemies have to be, his enemies have to be so evil that there's no gray zone there because he has to be like justified in in killing them like in the in the garth ennis series uh like a lot of the enemies that he he faces yeah you have your like normal like mob people mafioso people because like his whole backstory is that you know uh his family was killed in the crossfire of like a mob war they didn't face like justice through like the regular channels right so he's like on a basically one man mission to like eliminate crime and so you have those like he there's a whole like series or a couple of uh, arcs where he's like fa- facing like mob family peoples. But then there's other ones where he's just like there are people who are like human traffickers or like pedophiles, like stuff like that, where it's just like they're unquestionably evil, like drug traffickers, like there's no good, like they're just yeah. horrible, horrible people. And it's just him killing them in like gruesome ways. Now, I don't know if that's just like Garth Ennis, like specifically, but. Definitely Garth Ennis. <laughs> you know, there's one one of the dudes that he kills. He like strings like his like interiors like they're in the forest, and he like um, like kind of like disembowels him. Oh, and, a blood eagle. Yeah, and like that's called now. And he like displays exp- like all their stuff like tied to like the branches. It was just like horrible. And I was just reading this, and I was like, I was like, okay, like yeah, it's gratuitous. It's gratuitous, but then I'm like. For the Punisher himself, I'm like, this only works because the bad guys are evil. There's no there's no hint of doubt to think, oh, maybe they're not as bad as he thinks yeah. or we as the audience thinks. Yeah. Well, yeah, because other, otherwise, otherwise Marvel Comics starts writing a villain book, basically. Well, yeah, because no, he's positioned as like an anti-hero, basically. Right. Yeah. But if, if there's any doubt, if there's any, well, if there's any real doubt, if he's going after people who can be redeemed then yeah then he starts to turn into a villain he turns into a bad guy yeah exactly yeah but at the same time when there is nothing of that sort where it it's someone someone who can be redeemed or if he makes a mistake 
you yeah. know, like when when I was reading the series, I was like, well, what if there was like a um like a thing where like he accidentally killed someone from a stray bullet, just like how his family yeah. died, right? Like in yeah. the crossfire, something like, in like real that. Life. Yeah, and that I've never come across a Punisher story where something like that happens. I don't. Perhaps maybe there is one. I, I have no idea, but because I thought about like. Okay, well, what makes him different compared to like someone like Spider Man, right? Where you could argue it's like the same story because because I know Spider Man's not going to die basically at the end of the day, kind of thing. He's gonna he's gonna figure out a solution basically. But part of why I like someone like Spider Man so much is because Spider Man isn't just like kill mode. Like I'm just gonna destroy everything that I can. Like Spider Man will try to come up with a solution that doesn't involve anyone dying. He's gonna try to do the the right thing to the best of his ability. And, and, you know, and his optimism and all that stuff. Uh, and but you can and his self-doubt, too, that he has like in himself and in how it affects his personal life and all that stuff, how he tries to protect the people that he actually cares about, how sometimes, you know, the villains kind of like prey on on those that he uh, those that are around him, whereas the Punisher doesn't have, like have any of that. And mm. so there's no to me, there's no there's not no other avenues to really explore. One mm-hmm. thing I did, like just sticking with Spider-Man for a second there is when. Okay, you know when, if you're not read on Spider-Man, this is going to sound very, really crazy, but it's comic, so you just bear with me for a sec. But you know when Doc Ock switches his consciousness with Peter yeah. Parker's, right? Superior Spider-Man. I love Superior Spider-Man because it was yeah. Doc Ock as Peter Parker trying to figure out how can I be a better Spider-Man than Peter Parker and not yeah. like not just end everything by like killing everyone. Right. Yeah. He like comes up with like these uh, what like Octobots, spider bots that kind of go around and like patrol the city. He's like, I'm going to be superior to to to, to Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Yeah. And he traps villains in these kind in these like mason jars. He shrinks them down into mason jars. Yeah. So like that was like an interesting av- avenue to to explore. But, but the Punisher, because he's like dead set on just like, uh, you know, w- w- what's that called? Like Scorch Earth. Yeah approach to everything i'm like you can't really explore that kind of stuff because it's just like everyone's got to die yeah it's pretty final (laughs) yeah 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 no i mean there's no there's you know it's interesting Uh, i think part of the reason why uh part of the reason why punisher keeps sort of coming back and hasn't completely disappeared from the sort of marvel pantheon because you know i think it's fair to say i don't think there's much of an argument as to you know that Punisher is the black one of the black sheep of yeah. the Marvel family, you know. And for for a while there, he was under their when back when Marvel had its Marvel Knights yeah. imprint, you know, he was under that header. But even at that, it didn't really work because you know he was with characters like Doctor Strange and Ghost Rider, and um, who else was on was was under Marvel Knights. Uh, you know, it just it didn't even there it didn't really work because he was. It was um, it was kind of the feeling that you get when you when some non comic book fans or even some comic book fans when they see Batman in the Justice League and they're like, why is that guy there? Like that doesn't work. Yeah, he's just a regular dude with a bulletproof vest and and then and then but with Punisher it's worse because he's not even rich and he's not even particularly smart or resourceful. Yeah. Um, and he's not a you know he doesn't have like ninja skills or spy skills you know that kind of craft that could make him useful to a team. Or or to a shared universe, so yeah. even that was 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 odd and didn't quite fit. But the good thing that Punisher has going for him is that it's cheap to adapt him uh, to other, uh, well, especially to the screen. Right? That's why there have been more Punisher movies than a lot of really popular mainstream Marvel 
characters. You know, there's only two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but there's three Punisher movies. You know, they yeah. tried three times to bring him to the screen because it's, it's cheap. You don't really need any special effects. He has no powers. He just has a bunch of guns. Uh, doesn't have a complicated he, origin story. Yeah, and you can totally just, it's a run-of-the-mill, you can turn him into a run-of-the-mill action movie. Uh, and it works also on a Netflix show, for example, on a TV show where budgets are constrained. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can't, well, I mean, nowadays with Disney Plus and, and other Netflix shows, like they're definitely, and even some, you know, Amazon with the boys where they're really ramping up special effects budgets on these yeah. shows where you're going like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. This is as almost as good as a, as a, as a in cinema release. Um, so, you know, I think those, those elements are what keep bringing Frank Castle's the Punisher out, you know, and keep him from getting forgotten, which is, which is interesting in and of itself, I think. Um, but I think, so I think where I disagree with you sure. is, um, I think that, uh, oh, and also the other thing is, um, before you, before you forget, but you had passed along to me this really, really great article that was published on Vulture. Yes. Uh, and the it was written by Abraham Reisman. And the title of the article is Why Cops and Soldiers Love the Punisher. Yes. And that's definitely worth the read um, for all you listeners out there. Um, but it talks about that the Punisher has, has in the last two decades, has accrued a much larger, a larger fan base and following among law enforcement and military personnel uh, for all kinds of reasons. I think that operates in the kind of fantasy world um, you know, that this, this sort of uh, wish fulfillment on behalf of basically people with guns who have to obey the law. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I think closer to my point, uh, well, my, no, my point is in this case that I think where Punisher works well yeah. is as a foil to other characters. And that's because of his innate kind of black sheepness. The fact that he really doesn't fit in with other Marvel characters, that he's such an odd, an odd presence. You know, he's so, um, you know, he's he, he's he's so incongruous with yeah. the rest of the Marvel universe that when he shows up and kind of cross pollinates with those stories, interesting things happen. Like, I know that you didn't like him on uh, the Netflix's uh, Daredevil. uh, Daredevil series where yeah. he showed up in season two. See, I did. Okay. I enjoyed that character in that, but I, I enjoyed that character. Peak. He worked because yeah. there was Daredevil there as as the foil. Okay, right. It works in contrast to Daredevil because Daredevil in this series is a very comp. You know, they they the Netflix series and the actor Charlie Cox did a lot of work in trying to capture you know the inner struggle in Matt Murdock and you know what drives him and. Why does he keep putting himself up for punishment? Mm -hmm. You know, like the physical punishment, the emotional punishment that he, you know, like what, you know, the trauma that 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 that's coming from. Like, you know, that part of it, the superhero vigilante type psychology is is interesting, right? Because it's 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 true enough to real life, but then exaggerated in a way where it's sensational. Um, and I think that worked because, you know, it's it highlighted it highlighted a kind of like a, a thorn in the paw of a lot of these superhero comics, like especially especially books like Batman or especially, you know, where 
you're just like, how many fucking people does the Joker have to kill Mm -hmm. like gruesomely before Bruce Wayne just kills him? Like, it makes no sense. Like, obviously, this guy's irredeemable. You know, he's he's just pure evil incarnate. Why the fuck is he still alive? Why do we keep wasting? But of course, there are a bunch of reasons why. But there's that logical side of you that goes, how many times does Bruce Wayne have to beat the shit out of Joker and throw him in Arkham before he just does something about it? And that's really what Frank Castle is there to to challenge mm, okay. in Daredevil season two, you know, where he says, you know, like I where Frank Castle thinks that Daredevil is a hash as a half measure. Yeah. You know, that he's, you know, that Daredevil keeps knocking these bad guys down, but they get up again and they keep doing bad things. Whereas when Punisher hits them, they don't get back up anymore. All right. Okay. And the fact that even though ultimately you're kind of missing the point, Frank, you know, mm-hmm. of, uh, of this sort of idea. Like, well, if I start behaving like a bad guy, then there's no difference between me and bad guys. You know, yeah. like Batman's going like, bad, bad, bad guys killed my parents uh, and they made me who I am. I don't want to kill somebody who might be someone's parent and then turn them, you know, give them the same, yeah, the same trauma and, yeah. and the same curse. There's this really interesting, I'm not sure if you've ever watched... Um, I'm not sure if it was Young Justice or if it was another DC animated show where Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman was just like, they're challenging Batman on the fact that, um, or was it Wonder Woman? Anyway, Batman gets challenged on the fact that he keeps recruiting these young kids. Yeah. And then uh, Batman goes like, no, like he needed the resources and the tools to bring the person that, you know, traumatized him to justice. And then the person goes like, why? So he could turn out like you and then mm-hmm. batman goes no so he cannot turn out like me um and so you know that's sort of like where that argument kind of ends but it's nice in the context of the show where the punisher shows up and in a lot of ways he's more effective than there than daredevil but it's a f- his vision of the world is flawed and his vision of justice is flawed and that just highlights more the heroic nature of daredevil and that works to me okay um or, and this is probably a better example because mm-hmm. it's comic book related, mm-hmm. when the Punisher showed up in Civil War in the comics. Okay. So that was very, very interesting because, and I'm not a huge uh, Mark Miller fan. Yeah. I like a lot of stuff that Mark Miller was done, but I think Mark Miller's another guy like Garth Ennis where a lot of it is, a lot of the stuff that he puts in there is, is gratuity for gratuity's sake. Okay. It's just like, ha I can, you yeah. know, I can't, so I'm going to do it. Fuck you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, which I don't find, like, I find boring after a while. Um, but in the case of Civil War, I think that, uh, that that was a twist that was quite brilliant where Cap's, Captain America's side, uh, sort of recruits Frank Castle. Well, not necessarily. Like, Frank Castle just shows up and says, I'm on your side. Yeah. But what's really interesting is that by then, by at one point in the issue, everybody, like, when he shows up, everybody on on Captain America's side, including Captain America, are, are just like, "This guy's crazy! Like he's insane." There's a yeah. reason why no one talks to him, <laughs> and that that yeah. was kind of like that in and of itself is funny and interesting. Where among heroes, like they're aware that Frank Castle exists, but they just don't talk about him because he's kind of like, uh, "We're ashamed of him." Yeah. Um, and then Frank Castle ends up just killing a bunch of people, and and then uh, uh, Captain America has to beat the shit out of Frank Castle, right? Yeah. And Frank Castle is just like, you don't get it, like you don't under- on Frank Castle's point of view, where he's just like, you don't get it. Like I've been to Vietnam, I've seen how these things go south real quick, and like if you kill a few people, then you save millions of people from getting killed. 
But of course, Captain America can't really stomach that and neither can his side. And it's so that that kind of that kind of uh, contrast there, him showing up and kind of throwing a monkey wrench in there mm-hmm. um, and just showing sort of showing how the heroic side, the reason why heroes are heroic is it's is the same thing with the, the light side of the force and the dark side of the force. Dark side of the force is always going to be easier. And yeah. so you're always taking the path, the path of least resistance. That's why it's so attractive. Um, the light side is always harder because it always, it's always more work to be a decent dude and not just be an asshole and look out for yourself yeah. or to not always take the super easy path to do the sort of longer, harder path because in the end it bears sweeter fruit, right? Mm. Um, uh, so it's interesting for Frank to show up and just be like, no, you can... You know, you don't have to go from point A to B. You just cut the paper and then you stick the two sides together with explosives, you know. <laughs> um, and then and then everyone else going like, oh, you know, like you set us back. Like yeah. you set us back 10 years. You just can't see it. You crazy PTSD, wacko uh, yeah, idiot. So, yeah. So that's 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 I think that's where I would put some nuance on the conversation because God knows Marvel comics like the standalone. Yeah. Uh, uh, Punisher books certainly don't bring much nuance and like Marvel has tried so many ways to reinvent him in the comics and like they've turned him into Frankenstein you know there's a Franken castle series and it's just it just it it they jumped the shark on the Punisher um and even writers like Garth Ennis I think in in a lot of respects you know the um, didn't didn't move the needle enough you know yeah. in terms of making him sort of relevant in today's world yeah okay so using him as like a foil or like as a secondary option in like a larger story then perhaps he can work better because he he can present an alternate viewpoint yeah to something or to whatever a character's goal whatever they're trying to reach he's there to provide contrast or be an obstacle or something so in that and, sense and, yeah and as an audience sorry but you know as an audience and a reader yeah it's interesting to have those two poles where frank castle is going to kill a bad guy and then daredevil or someone is trying to keep frank castle from killing a bad guy is a really interesting uh opposition because your part of you is going like oh god just put a bullet in that guy's head so that we you know he doesn't yeah, that he doesn't kill any more children or whatever. But then at the same time, you're like Daredevil. If you're caught being a murderer, like you're stuck and you're going to go to jail, which he is right now in the comics. But whatever, um, you know. So the fact that you have that push and pull there, where you're rooting for two characters, but for two completely different reasons, for reasons, is interesting. That's good storytelling. We can say then that he has like his uses, or he yeah. has his moments where he works. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, 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 I can, I can see where you're coming from with that point of view there um but like as as a standalone like in his own like series though it becomes like as i was saying earlier it becomes the same thing over and over again super repetitive but there's nothing different like with the spider-man example or any other superhero you want to use like there's different things that they struggle with because they're not just like i'm just going to kill everyone who opposes me yeah kind of thing and that's the issue that i had in the Garth Ennis and probably other uh, Punisher comics because it just becomes the same thing where it's like, okay, Frank Castle is going to take on an army of bad guys. They're all going to shoot at him. They're going to think he's dead. Yeah. He's not dead. <laughs> he comes back. He just kills everyone. And then he yeah. gets to the main guy he's trying to kill. And then he kills him in a brutal fashion. And then you like rinse and repeat. And it's just like after, because re- I forget how many issues that Garth Ennis run is, but there's like five or six arcs 
in that in that run and it's like the same thing over and over again another yeah. scenario where i think the punisher works or can work as a character is like uh when i briefly mentioned the thomas jane movie in a self-contained I can't believe you like that movie. Continue. In a self-contained story, I think it's fine because it's him, uh, you know, trying to get revenge on the oh, mob see. family okay. that that killed his family or the responsible yeah. for his family dying because they weren't yeah. like the target of uh, the violence that went on. In that sense where it's like self-contained because it's not ongoing. It's not, OK, now what's the next? That's why mm-hmm. like a Punisher series of, of films I don't think would work. That's why the TV show and maybe you you disagree but that's why the tv show didn't really pull me in like i didn't watch it because i was just like i can't i don't think i can take a whole series of the punishers going around like killing people because uh yeah like in the thomas jane film it's it's focused it's centered it's him trying to get um you know revenge on on what happened to his family so it's like there's an end to it it's not ongoing let's do the same thing like 50 times kind of thing Mm -hmm. and and that one i mean he kills the people responsible but I, i didn't find it like super gratuitous compared to like what happens in the in the garth ennis run there because mm-hmm. it's not like the violence itself or the revenge stories in general i, I don't have an issue with those like those can be done well and uh, they can be done well i guess with the punisher as the main character around it but it it doesn't work when it's repetitive when it's the same thing over and over again and that's why as a whole i find that i just think the punisher is boring because i'm just like well how many times can you go and get revenge and like kill yeah. people who are bad people and that's the other side because you mentioned the article which i'm going to link in the show notes for anyone who wants to read because it is a good article and this is kind of like where it bleeds into like real life uh, a bit here because people take that ethos that the, the punisher lives or is mm-hmm. and they try to apply it to real life so the reason why those Punisher stories work in the sense of him brutally murdering people is because you absolutely know 100% they're bad people, right? If someone's like a human trafficker, they have like sex slaves, there's no like, oh, but yeah, but they also like would feed the birds in the pond in them. Or like, it's like, no, like you're like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> You've reached your your limit there. Like you're just like an evil person. So there's no, there's no, there's nothing to debate. But yeah. in real life, nothing is that certain. So you can, no. it's the same thing like for other like cop shows like CSI or law and order any of those episode setups like the people that they have whoever the killer is and the story of the day or story of the week like it's undeniable that that person did that crime so in the punisher world it's undeniable that those bad people mm-hmm. are bad people like that's how it works that's how the story is constructed so that way you as an audience person go oh okay he's killing the bad dude we want to see the bad dude die mm-hmm. but when when people try to take that and apply it in real life, it doesn't work because no one is 100%. I mean, I'm sure there's people who are like really evil, but you can't assume that every single person that does a crime or who is a criminal or someone who sells drugs, you can't always say, well, they're just 100% evil. That's why they're selling drugs. I'm like, there, there could be other external factors that maybe push someone into having to sell drugs because, you know, yeah. we're, we live in an unfair world. And so there's someone who got the short end of the sick. This is how they have to make end meets. They have a whole backstory of, how they ended up where they ended up. They're not just, oh, I'm evil, so I'm going to sell drugs to children kind of yeah. thing, All right? There's more yeah. to it. The appeal, at least that they, that, that, that they touch on in that article, is like, because the Punisher, he just cuts through all the bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. As you were saying before, like with the Batman and Joker examples, like how many people have to die before Batman's going to like do something to stop the Joker from killing permanently, right? Mm-hmm. So people who are like military, people who are like police, obviously there's a lot of procedures and red tape you got to go through. And laws right and laws but they're there for a reason though yeah exactly. because you can't just go with impunity like oh i'm gonna kill someone because you you could be wrong 
you could be wrong. That that's that's the main issue. You could be wrong, and in real life, there's no undo button. There's no retcon. No. You know, that's it. And if you yeah. made a mistake, if you're like, oh, okay, I know this guy did X Y Z, and then you go and you kill them without any kind of rules or nothing to 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 control your behavior in some way, and then you find out, oh wait a second, I was looking at this completely wrong, and then what are you gonna tell that person's family? Oh, I thought he was the person that did this bad thing, but I got the wrong I got the wrong dude, right? Like, if you look at yeah. the current justices, how many people get arrested or even executed in places that they have death penalty, and it turns out that wasn't the right they person? Didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The other part, uh, at least according to that article, is Punisher's, like, sense of moral code, right? Mm-hmm. He's very, like, deliberate uh, in how he operates. But this doesn't work uh, in real life because, yeah, people have their own personal codes, sure, but we are all, like, imperfect beings. So how do I know someone is following their code? How do yeah. I know they didn't, like, convince themselves that, oh, I, well, I don't like this person, so I can find a reason where I can, like, you know, justify within my code yeah. to to kill that person or whatever, right? Because, like, yeah. you see it in... Because uh, I'm a fan of, uh, like, uh, mob, like, mafia, like, crime, like, real crime, true crime, like, stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you look at something like the mafia, for example, like, they have, like, a code that they're supposed to, like, go by, right? Like, if you, like, watch Goodfellas, right? Um, the, well, this is outside of Goodfellas, but yeah. in general, like, yeah. if someone's made, so they've reached a certain status, you can't kill that person or hurt that person without, like, having a conference with, like, one of the boss leaders and then everyone deciding, like, okay, this we're going to hurt this person or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And in Goodfellas, what happens when, uh, was it Joe Pesci's character, right? He sees that guy who, who he, he used to shine his shoes, right? And then he mm-hmm. insults him. And then Joe Pesci's character just gets angry and, like, kills him, right? Like... They disobeyed the, the the code that they're supposed to follow, mm-hmm. all right? So if you're a police officer or you're a military person, like, you could have a nice code, sure, sense of morals, whatever, but, like, how do I know in the heat of the moment you're not going to be upset? Because we've seen it. We see it when, when, when unarmed, like, blacks get killed in the U.S. or some native people here when they get attacked mm-hmm. by police. They, those are people with laws that you know, that are supposed to, like, kind of control their behavior, how they're supposed to act, and they just go, no, fuck it, I'm just gonna shoot this person or beat this person or whatever. So it's not, like, nothing about the Punisher, (laughs) to me anyways, translate as someone that I would want to emulate or use as my personal... That's right. uh, Yeah. ...way of operating. No, I was, I agree. I was, I was browsing, actually, I was browsing Reddit, and I saved this post, um, because I thought it applied really well to this conversation which is, you know how Reddit, you can find these starter packs, yeah, right? Uh, so this one is the, the you miss the point by idolizing them starter pack. Okay. And on there is a picture of Travis Bickle from Taxi yes. Driver. Yes. Uh, Jordan Belfort, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character from The Wolf of Wall Street. Yes. Walter White, uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, mm-hmm. Christian Bale's Patrick Bateman from mm-hmm. American Psycho, Tyler Durden from Fight Club. Al Pacino from Scarface, Tony Montana, mm-hmm. um, Don Draper from Mad Men, mm-hmm. Rorschach from Watchmen, and uh, uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. <laughs> and I think the Punisher should definitely fit on there. You know, it's just like, no, no, you guys are missing the point by lionizing this guy. Um, this guy, I think in, in the, in- the intent of, I know, you know, he's on the surface, mm-hmm. he's a mix between um, the main character from Death Wish and John Rambo, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like Death Wish, the main character, um, his wife and his kids get raped and killed. Uh, and then he takes he takes justice into his own hands, yeah. right? 
And so you have that kind of fantasy, that revenge fantasy that a lot of people who are hurt or a lot of people who have, you know, family can can relate to. Uh, but then you have that special forces military skills and, you know, the, of, of, of a John Rambo type character. Yeah. Um, but he's he's the character is a cautionary tale for what happens when you take justice into your own hands. You know, yeah. when you behave as a uh, judge, jury and executioner. Right. Like he's there. There is no and there has never been a happy ending for Frank Castle. Yeah. And that there's a reason for that. The reason is he isn't someone to emulate. You're 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 just as the other characters that I've mentioned. There's there are elements to these characters that you can relate to uh, sometimes viscerally. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone understands that. Oh, like someone hurt my brother or, you know, someone hurt my mom and I want to hurt that person because it'll make me feel better. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, experience in history has taught us that, no, that doesn't actually make you feel better, that it causes more problems down the line than it does have positives. Um, so I, I, I agree. I think, I think the Punisher is definitely fits into that, into that category. No, definitely. And um, yeah, I have a, pull it up here. I have a quote, I believe, from Jerry Conway, one of the uh, creators of the Punisher. Yeah. Because... Yeah, so- I don't know if Marvel specifically, but I know like someone like Jerry Conway and a few other people that talk about this, like don't want like military slash police people using the Punisher symbols because like a number oh, of shit. police departments like have Spray put it. Paint that sh- yeah. Yeah. They put it like like decals of the the skull logo of the Punisher, like on their on their um hoods of their cars or sometimes they'll wear it as a patch like on their on their uniforms. And it's like really not uh, a philosophy that they should be taking up because uh of how the punisher is because as as we've talked about like his world view only works in fantasy like yeah it has to be completely contrived for this to make sense so this is yeah. this is um what no the, it's like it's what, yeah, like what what happened what, like what would you think if you know your high school chemistry teacher which would would be quoting walter white all the time yeah you're like dude you, you you're missing the point here like that guy was not like that's not the poster boy for chemists like <laughs> Like he's a he's a he was a dangerous criminal who at the end, you know, like lives by the sword and dies by the sword. Like his life completely uh, immolates, you know, completely implodes after he gets started on this path. Yeah, as, as yeah, it's kind of like what you mentioned for for like Frank Castle. He doesn't have a happy ending, and I guess the same thing for like Walter White. There's no happy ending uh, because like I understand like you know in the first first season or at least the whole premise for the show right is like i need money to take care of my family because i'm gonna like die from cancer soon or relatively soon and um so like i get that impulse like okay well what's something i can do that i can easily bring in money but as the series progresses everything goes downhill and then Mm -hmm. anyone's normal reaction like like skylar because i know a lot of people don't like skylar white like walter white's uh wife right because she's seen as like a nag and a nuisance but i'm like she's probably one of the most like human characters yeah in the show yeah. because like if you found out that your significant other or your loved one the the father or wife depending of your children you know is is not just like a criminal but like putting out substances that destroys people's lives for your financial enrichment yeah I don't think I don't see how you could have unless you're a monster no. too like you don't have is a that- heart like how could you not react how she reacted in that show that's right yeah because i'm like it, it's not right no it's not and yeah. no one would be comforted by the fact that oh yeah i sell meth 
you're like, oh, okay, cool, nice. You'd be like horrified. I, I, I would hope, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, this is what uh, Jerry Conway said uh, of uh, of the Punisher. He said, "To me, it's disturbing uh, whenever I see authority figures embracing Punisher iconography because the Punisher represents a failure of the justice system. The vigilante antihero is fundamentally a critique of the justice system, an example of social failure." So when cops put the Punisher skulls on their cars or members of the military wear Punisher skull patches, they're basically siding with an enemy of the system. Yeah. So that was yeah. uh, Jerry Conway, one of the creators of the Punisher on the use of uh, police and military personnel uh, using Punisher logos and stuff on their I couldn't agree more. On their stuff. And part of me, like, because I always think about, like, the responsibility of the author or the creator in any of our works is remember we were talking about like uh, historical mm-hmm. stuff in film, which if you haven't uh, listened to that episode, go back and listen to uh, to that to that one where we talk about uh, if it's if it's important for historical films to be 100 percent accurate to uh, history of the event they're covering. Um, yeah, that question always raises in my mind, like, you know, what responsibility do I have as an author? So if I'm writing Punisher's story. Right. Mm-hmm. What was my responsibility in portraying the Punisher in a way that doesn't elicit the effect that where people want to idolize the Punisher? Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, I can't really control how people are going to receive the character, I guess. That's right. Because uh, Marvel, I don't I mean, I don't know how many attempts that they have, but there's a one. I don't know which comic it's from, but it's a panel I've seen where like two police officers come and approach Frank Castle and say, hey, man, we like we love you. We want you to like to we want to take a picture yeah. of you or can you give us an autograph or something? And then the Punisher is like, Fuck you guys, you. <laughs> you guys aren't supposed yeah. to like me. Like, I don't yeah. do what you do. Yeah. Or you don't you shouldn't do what I do. Right. Because, yeah. you know, he's someone that operates outside of the law mm-hmm. you know like you guys need to be better than me kind of thing but then at the same time like has there ever been like a punisher comic where like frank castle is like suffers for not suffers but like has to deal with well, no, the consequences of the, his actions so that's the thing right that's the thing that you have to keep in mind that at the core of frank castle is suffering right that man is uh that man is a walking wound yeah, which is what which is what allows him to take so much punishment in his crusade to you know uh, you know go after these bad guys with extreme prejudice. Yeah, um, all this guy does is suffering. His life is suffering, either from you know suffering from the trauma of having lost his wife and his child, to the physical suffering that he incurs, to you know. The times where in the comics where he's been too late or he's failed and he's seen his innocent people get hurt, you know, when he had he acted sooner or had he been more efficient or better at his job that those lives would have been spared. Like that's the sort of bedrock of that character where everything else sits, which is what makes it, which is what makes the character sort of more acceptable or the character's actions more acceptable to a reader because there's a sort of deep pathos is so deeply entwined Mm -hmm. with, with Frank Castle. I, I actually, this makes me think of us another dimension in which Frank Castle works as a standalone is um, that in, in, I think in, in, you know, we've already, we said this in multiple different ways, but there's nothing really, truly original about Frank Castle, you know, either yeah. comparing him as a sort of Rambo slash death wish type to, you know, he's, 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 the he's, he's a vigilante. He's a, he's an angry vigilante type with a military background. I think Jerry Conway was interesting. Jerry Conway 
in that same article, he even said that the reason why he he made Frank Castle a former Marine mm -hmm. uh, was uh, sort of strategic because the Marines at the time especially had um, sort of history and a reputation for being that branch of the armed forces that was had integrity. Um, and so to uh, moral integrity. And so, yeah. you know, to align him with the Marines would make his vigilantism more acceptable to, to audiences or to, to readership. That part of the character's history now, I think, is what resonates most. Mm -hmm. When the character first showed up as a, as a spider in a Spider-Man book. Yeah. Um, so it's ironic that we talked, you know, that we reference Spider-Man a lot. Um, but when he, when he sort of first showed up, it, you know, he was a Vietnam War vet. And, you know, the Vietnam War was complicated in almost every respect. Uh, but what sort of shows up in a lot of movies and in, in Rambo, for example, is that, the, you know, the people who came back in a lot of ways were treated like dirt and they were considered an untouchables by, by society because of they, only because they were drafted into this conflict. Yeah. That they were sort of perceived as being synonymous with this ugly and unjust war. Um, so you, we couldn't, his military past, though, sort of a foundational part of that character you know it was really more about his in the early days it was really more about his vigilantism and his his sort of quest to avenge mm -hmm. his uh his 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 deceased family whereas in in the sort of his, his standalone netflix show for example uh where john bernthal take has taken over at the character his standalone show in particular yeah is, uses the Punisher as a cipher through which to examine post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay, okay. Um, and, you know, you for for some people that might not be as interesting as others, but it is, it is um, cinematically very, very interesting. It's also something that, you know, we're, we're still living in a generation where these, a bunch of soldiers have come back from Iraq and Afghanistan and have, been taught to do things and mm -hmm. indoctrinated into a sort of uh, into an ethos mm -hmm. and then com completely and then and then asked to do things and witness things and experience things and then sent home yeah. to sort of regular uh, civilian life as if nothing happened regular civilian life is, yeah. is an option yeah. anymore uh, one of the sort of breakout characters in that first season of the punisher is uh, uh, frank's friend and colleague is uh, uh, a nut who, who I think served with Frank um, is a, a, a counselor. So he counsels, he does these group therapy sessions with, with vets mm -hmm. uh, just talking about, you know, trying to, trying to get them to, uh, you know, try to build a life for themselves and, you know, try to build a life outside of the service, which is really, really hard considering some of the experiences these individuals have had. But, one of this one of the characters in that room is a young guy who's a war who's a army vet who came back from from afghanistan who's got tons of ptsd yeah he wasn't designed and he wasn't built as a soldier to retire you know yeah uh and so he's all fucked up and there's he has nowhere to go but towards violence unfortunately yeah. right um and the same is true of frank where in that season of of uh of uh when he appears in daredevil he has these sort of flashbacks to the moment in you know to his family right to his dead dead kids and dead wife that's what pulls him into the story mm. uh whereas in his own series that's when he starts to get flashbacks to the, his history in the military mm. and what he did there mm. uh and the things that he regrets and it also pulls in other characters um 
from his time in in uh, in military in active military duty. Um, so I think that works. I think that Frank is a sort of when he's treated as a kind of non-character and instead just used as Jerry Conway sort of intended him as a sort of like, no, 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 this is, I'm going to use this guy as a kind of mirror to show what's, what you know, the, the shit that's happening right now. Yeah. You know, in the seventies in New York, you know, that's when, that's when New York was hitting rock bottom. Yeah. In a lot of ways, you know, that's like when you watch the movies of New York at that time, Yeah. New York of today is unrecognizable, right? That's when there is, you know, all the buses and the and the subways were littered with graffiti and there's you know the 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 lower west side was almost like a demilitarized zone you know um and uh the city of new york was having to cut funding to a lot of essential services you know so that's like that's where characters like the like joaquin phoenix is the joker like they all stem from that era Mm -hmm. you know and so Frank Castle was born of that area. That's the historical context that was informing the stories that were being written about him. And so, yeah, it makes sense that that's what Jerry Conway was using to sort of show like, no, 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 this is like, he's the example of, he's the worst case scenario for when the system fails. Mm-hmm. It's, it's extremists like this guy, yeah. right? Uh, and then in the Netflix series, it's like, no, this is what happens when you don't treat, when, you're, when you don't treat veterans like fucking human beings, Yeah. right? Is you get this fucking guy, you get this guy who fucking comes back and all uh, all he's been trained to do for the last 10 years is to kill people and to do it really, really well. Yeah. Uh, and then something awful happens to him and there's no support. There's no safety net. So like what else is going to happen to guys like this? They start they start doing what we train them to do. They start killing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and so that 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 works, you know, and and I, and where it doesn't work. And I agree with you is when it starts to become uh, pornographic, yeah. right? Yeah. It starts to become, it's all about, it's all about feeding that kind of self-gratification yeah. through violence, right? Where you're just like, no, no, no. Like it feels good, you know, when, when you can make, you know, when someone makes someone else feel like shit and then you get to make them feel like shit. Like it feels so good. It feels, I'm justified in being a horrible person. Yeah. Right. And that feels super good. It, like a, it gets super old as you rightly pointed out. Cause you're like, I get it. Like I get it. Yeah. I've seen, I've seen it before, but now I'm, you know, I, I'm going to move on to something else. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Um, and that's, there's nothing worse that can happen as a writer or as a creator is for you to get to a point where your audience goes, okay, I get it. I can move on. Yeah. You it's know? really uh, indulgent or in, in that yeah. case, right. Where it's just like, yeah, it's all like all like for show. The reason why like this has been in my mind for like a couple of years and I, and I want to like talk about it because like I, when I originally read the boys, uh, the comic series also by Garth Ennis, I came across like a post like on some online forum where someone was saying like, oh, yeah, like they they said that like they like love the boys and they're like, oh, yeah, like Garth Ennis did this amazing run on on the Punisher. And it was like so good because so many I think if you read like a lot of reviews of that, it's people saying like how much how good it is, how good it is on his like social commentary and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, OK, I was interested because like the boy is like as a series is is interesting in terms of like how it kind of like turns. uh I, I guess like expectations on on superhero genres because it kind of like uh, attacks like those conventions mm-hmm. that that we have of like superheroes and how we view them and I guess in in Garth Ennis's like the boys I, I haven't seen the TV series but I, I assume it's mostly the same 
where it's kind of like if we did have these super powered beings, they probably would be jackasses because who can really mm-hmm. stop them? So when I when I saw that this this series was getting praise, I was like, okay, let me let me take a look at the Punisher and read it. And then my thoughts coming away from it was like, it's, like I said, there's no tension, there's nothing interesting that happens. It's the Punisher just killing people in Mm -hmm. in brutal ways and if you're if you're a fan of the brutality if you um i don't say get off but if you enjoy people getting their comeuppance because like i said Mm -hmm. they're unarguably evil like and and you want to see them get punished or pay for for their crimes i'm like yes i guess it's great but in terms of like depth of like story and character i'm like it's one note like there's not much yeah not much depth there um another thought uh, just transitioning here that kind of came to me just in the moment here of our of our discussion is because like frank castle is a uh a, uh an army veteran right or yep. marine marine veteran sorry when i say army i just mean like military in general yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah um yeah so he's like a veteran is in a war and it just makes me think he's kind of like a dark captain america because captain america is like a soldier as well. Yeah. Obviously different war, different uh, reception mm-hmm. around the Second World War compared to something like the Vietnam uh, War. But it was just interesting how like, you know, we have Captain America who is like, uh, the you know, the American way, you know, red, white and blue, like, I guess American like uh, can do attitude, you know, we're going to fix everything. And then, you know, you have another veteran, the Punisher, Frank Castle, where it's like everything is like it speaks to the dark darkness of that system of war yeah in general because as you mentioned and this is true like uh, up until this day like in the military it's like yeah they want you for soldiers to fight to kill uh, obviously it's horrific i think having to kill people in general but also seeing your your friends and your colleagues yeah be probably brutally murdered in the heat of battle um when when you're done doing that when you come back home there is nothing set up for for veterans at all right they're that's why i never understand everyone who's so like pro-military just in terms of like their politics and no one there's not enough people because like i I don't think war is good at all but at -hmm. least help those who did the thing you want them to do instead of abandoning them but at that point they don't they don't serve your purposes anymore so i understand why there's no support Mm -hmm. for those people because it's like we've already got what we wanted like why are we going to waste money spending on, on you know spending it on you when like we can't get you to kill anymore Mm -hmm. so i do think it's kind of like uh yeah it shows like the the punisher shows like the bad side of that system in contrast to someone like captain america which is like i guess always like optimism and doing the right thing that's my view of captain america i mean no but you're right because i mean you know it's fair to say that i think the punisher is very much the sort of modern cynical yeah interpretation of captain america you know captain america was a product of uh of the 40s and 50s yeah, and it shows. Uh, but we're not, you know, we've we've moved way oh, yeah. past. Yeah, uh, and the only again, the only reason why Captain America works nowadays is because he's a he can be a foil to other characters. You know, he can bring out uh, interesting things out of characters like you know in the MCU, like characters like Black Widow and Tony Stark, and then you know in the comics, it's it's the same thing. It's he works because He's this sort of product of a bygone age and the conflict or the, the incongruity that comes when you match him up with more modern, uh, content, you know, more, with more modern characters that are sort of more c- cynical and sarcastic and, you know, reflective of the sort of jadedness that we have nowadays. Mm-hmm. It works because it, 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 you know, with 
conflict is always good for stories. It's always interesting. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and, and, and that's why it was also cool to see him and Punisher half, you know, collide in civil war, uh, which I talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think we'll end it there unless there's something else. Nope. Another point you want to bring. Yeah. I think that's a good, good ending point there. So yeah. So the Punisher again, I guess he has his uses. I guess we can say he can fit into a narrative as some type of contrast, some type of conflict with other characters, because uh, as you've rightly pointed out, he does really stand apart compared to uh, the other characters in the Marvel universe. Uh, just really quickly, I believe when I was kind of like researching the Punisher a little bit, that's one of the things that I think Garth Ennis wanted to focus on when he was doing a series was like having no other like superheroes. Mm. In, his, in 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 that run of the Punisher, because I think mm-hmm. one one of the main things is that it um it 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 the, the timeline is like linear. It's not like like Peter Parker pretty much is like infinitely mm-hmm. you know not well he's not like uh I guess a teenager slash like university level like photographer working at the Daily Bugle. He has kind of, now he's kind of like an adult a little bit, but you don't have that like long stretch of time where it's the same. You're yeah. in the same place, right? So he didn't want that for the punisher so it's kind of like he ages like as the the series goes on and like i said the other thing was that you don't want like any other superheroes so you don't have like you know someone like captain america or spider-man or daredevil or anyone else showing up it's like more grounded in that sense but uh yeah so if you like the punisher i guess you can continue liking him but maybe think about <laughs> what it is what it is that appeals to you as to like why why you like him what 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 works for you there is it you just like to see bad people get killed or is it like what you're mentioning for uh the punisher series uh the netflix series where it's kind of an analysis of like you know one's mental state or the things that you have to go through in terms of like being a a military veteran you know that kind of like uh internal analysis there but uh, yeah, whatever it is you decide, that's the episode. Uh, I have been your podcast person, Pavlo, also known as JPav, also known as Pav, also known as Pavi. With me, special podcast person, Christian. Always good to have a uh, discussion with you. Thank you. Yeah, so I appreciate, appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, sharing your opinions. Don't forget to listen to the podcast, October Jones and Fish with Legs, made by uh, fellow podcast people, uh, Dexter and Alex. So go uh, listen to that wherever you find podcasts. You can also hear my voice in one of the episodes, if you uh, so desire. I voice one of the characters. So make sure you check them out. And thank you so much for listening, everyone. Please stay safe. Peace.